the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. Last week we began talking about sharing our faith, which is the second part of the summer challenge. Are you taking the summer challenge? Hope so. The first part was the morning affirmations, which we spent three weeks on. Hope you're doing that. I've heard some great reports. Uh, Today we're going to continue to focus on sharing our faith. First, let's begin with a time of prayer. And uh, join with me, Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. We love you and praise you and honor you and worship you, Lord. You are a great God and greatly to be praised. So, Lord, we thank you for this program. We thank you, Lord, for you trusting us, calling us to be ambassadors to share the faith that we have in you. But it's your plan. It's all about you and you're trusting us to share with others, to bring the good news to others, to sow those seeds so that you can change the hearts of people. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. We pray that we'll be prepared to do this in excellence and in the power of your name. We pray all of this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. So if you're taking the summer challenge... Uh, put on, we put you on our app, which you will see new resources each week to better focus on the morning affirmations uh, or sharing your faith. And the summer challenge goes through the end of August. Call our office at 813-831-5673 if you would like to be on it and you are currently not on it, certainly call. Uh, please visit our website and come to visit us at services Friday night or Saturday morning. We love visitors. And so for more information, call again our office, 813-831-5673. And also the same number you can call uh, if you'd like to send us a gift to help us stay on the radio. That would be a blessing. Uh, Either to give us a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, whatever's on your heart would bless us as we are still a little behind on our bills (laughs) concerning the radio program. All right, enough of that, correct? Last week we ended up with the following scripture. I'd like to go over it with you. It is a key scripture when sharing your faith. 1 Corinthians 9 19 to 23. For though I am free from all men, 
I have made myself a slave to all, uh, to all, so that I might win over more of them. To the Jewish people, I identified as a Jew, so that I might win over the Jewish people. To those under Torah, I became like one under Torah, though not myself being under Torah, so that I might win over those under Torah. To those outside Torah, like one outside Torah, though not being outside God's Torah, but in Messiah's Torah, so that I might win over those outside Torah. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win over the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all means possible, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the good news, so that I might be a fellow partaker of it. Tells us a lot about Paul, but uh, why is this scripture so important? Um, It teaches us general principles of faith. So we are to remember our purpose. When we're sharing our faith, we've got to remember we are introducing God, we're drawing the people to desire God in their life, and we're turning their desire for God into a commitment to receive Yeshua into their heart. So it's good to remember the purpose. We always want to go back to this. Secondly, it is not for us. So we must share what the other person needs, not we want what we want to tell them. You know, again, it's not about us. Number three, This is why we don't argue, because that changes the subject away from God. So arguments are are counterproductive. Number four, we must do what is needed to develop trust. Right? We have they have to trust us. Number five, we must ask questions to establish trust and show that we care about them not ourselves. Six, we must learn how to reframe a discussion and bring it back to God. And one of the examples we spoke about last week was the feel-felt-found system. And if you're not familiar with that, we'll do it again uh, this week. It basically says, I understand how you feel. Many people have felt similarly and they have found, and then you explain what they found. Number seven, prepare yourself by studying to show yourself approved. The only way we're going to be excellent in sharing our faith is to make it a concern of ours, to study, to be prepared in many, many ways. The first way, uh, well, that I, that I think we should be prepared in is How do we approach people, right? So when you approach someone, in order to share your faith, there are a number of variables. You know them or you don't know them. That's right. You are already in a conversation or you're just coming towards them and about to begin a conversation. Or you and they have time to talk or one of you don't have time to talk. In all these situations, it's usually helpful to start with a question. However, the questions 
might be different depending on the circumstances and what you feel comfortable with and who you're speaking to. Okay. So let's do an example. You don't know them and there is no time. How's that for the variables? So this requires preparation. Do you have a track in your pocket or in your purse or in your wallet or somewhere that you can grab a hold on? Because you have no time and you don't know them. And this is, you're going to have 20 seconds. So, you know, I think uh, something to give them would be great. We have a new track which uh, features King Charles, his coronation on a million-dollar bill. It also has God's good news. Uh, that's a great track to give out. It causes a lot of interest. In a second, you can see people's eyebrows rise up as they look at it and say, yeah, I'll be glad to take that. And you go and they go and that's the end of it. And you pray that they read the thing and try and figure it all out because the good news is on that bill. You almost don't have to say anything, right? But if you have no track and you're at the cash register, you could say to the cashier, don't you think it's another great day in God's world? And, you know, that might be the only thing you have time to say. But maybe you will get a reaction and get another word in. You probably should find a question that you will be comfortable with in that case, every, even a statement. I pray God blesses you with a great day. Another thing to say to show that you are speaking about God and, and, you know, who knows, maybe the next person will have some time with them. Uh, when I'm at a restaurant, I love, the, that's my favorite situation. And the server says, can I help you? I say, sure. You know, we're going to pray before we eat. And I'd like to know if we can pray for you. Generally, people are really happy to receive prayer. On the other hand, some have said, no, I'm good. And that's really what they, when they, when they say no, they usually say, I'm good, I'm okay. Uh, so there are a couple of one-liners you can use after that, like, are you sure there's nothing I can pray for you about? That would be a simple one. Or with a smile on your face, you say, I'm not saying you weren't good. But I am asking if there's something that God can help you with that I can pray about for you. Something specific. Uh, anything? Or, you know, there are some times when they say, oh, yeah, uh, you can pray. Uh, you know, the world needs a lot of prayer. Why don't you pray for the people in China uh, who are being oppressed or something like that, you know? And I say, however, that is great, and I will definitely pray for them. But I would also love to pray for one of your personal needs. Is there something that I can pray for? And generally, they don't refuse. Hey, I'm going to tip them later on, right? <laughs> Try it. The fun thing is that if you go back to the same restaurant and have the same server, they remember you and it becomes fun asking them again. But, you know, one of the times I went in recently to a restaurant with someone and the server 
saw me and and when I asked them about prayer, they said uh, she said that uh, that I had prayed for her parents a year ago or a year and a half ago, and they received the healing. And she was always excited to talk about that whenever I come in. And I only come in maybe every three or four months. But when I see her, she remembers. And, you know, you never know what you will run into. Regardless of what your server thinks about prayer, the good news is that your server has to come back and serve you. So you get a few more chances to speak to them about God. When you leave, make sure you leave a good tip. Otherwise, you lose credibility as to you caring about them. Now, you are, let's say you're with a family member or a friend and have time. Here are some possible first liners that you could ask. Uh, they might uh, they might ask, how are you doing? And the answer is, well, honestly, it's been you know, really tough lately, uh, you know that I've had some friends who have passed away and really made me think more about God. Do you ever think about God? And then you just wait for an answer. If they give you the slightest opening, you might say, recently I've been thinking about the scripture in Daniel twelve two, which says, multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake some to everlasting life and others to shame and everlasting contempt. What do you think about that? You know, and if they're, they're hemming and hawing, I say, well, I'll tell you, if it's a choice between everlasting life and, uh, and the shame of everlasting contempt, um, I think I know which one I'm going to choose. <laughs> which one are you going to choose? I, you know, I like the scripture, especially because, you know, people usually talk about heaven and hell, and that turns people off. But to talk about everlasting life and the shame and everlasting contempt, I think the choice is fairly easy. And then you can talk about the content later as to how you make that choice. All right. Another example, they ask you, how are you doing? And you answer, not bad, since I spent time with the Lord this morning, then wait for a comment from them. Or another example, it's really troubling to see all the violence in the cities. Boy, I watched the news today. That was a mistake. Though I shouldn't be surprised because it was prophesied in Scripture. And see what they say. Or you could say, did you realize that? But then you have to be ready for the scriptures, right? Look, the approach should be short and engaging. It should be something that you're comfortable with, but grabs the attention of the person that you want to speak to. Part of the pro approach is the set in a conversation. So, for instance, sometime someone uh, says to you, you know, the weather is really hot lately. <laughs> And with a big smile on your face, you answer, you think this is hot. Many people will be going to a place much hotter than this. And see if they get what you're talking about. And because you're kind of joking, but you're not joking, um, they say whatever they say. And look, 
I'm just paraphrasing from a scripture in Revelation uh, chapter 20, verse 10 and verse 15, and they ask, what is that? You take out your phone, you go to Revelation in your in your Bible app, and and you read, the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are too, and they shall be tortured day and night. And if anyone was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Well, I'm thinking the lake of fire is pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing, let's try this one. Someone says to you, I really like President Biden because he's pro-choice. So let's say you're not pro-choice. So your answer, I wonder how God would react to abortion. So that might be something you'd say. Or you could use the feel, felt, found method and say, you know, I like. uh, So somebody says, I like President Biden because he's pro-choice. And your answer is, I understand how you feel. You know, many people feel exactly or have felt the same way you feel. And yet they have found that the government probably should not be involved in what is currently a highly charged political issue and leave that decision to the parents and those in the circle who might help make that personal choice. Now, you might not like that response because you might be pro-life, and I am as well, but it doesn't shut the door to further discussion. And if you want to discuss about God, you really have to find some area of commonality, some way of not being negative. Because once you are negative in this situation, you end up in an argument And an argument always, always takes you away from the conversation about God. So, um, you find something that you try and get some consensus on, and then you go from there. But you can't lie either. You can't say, oh, well, hey, I love pro-choice too, uh, or President Biden because of that. Or somebody says, I do not like President Biden because of his border policies. Your answer, I don't like his border policy either, which is why I pray for him every day. Now, that turns things around because people are expecting you to 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 blast him like they want to blast him because that's a fun conversation, everybody blasting the president. But that's not what scripture says. And if you're going to be an ambassador for God, an ambassador for his word, then it tells that we are to pray for him each day. And that is a much that gives you much greater credibility because you have refrained from doing well, really sinning by bashing him. Okay, we can bash maybe a policy, but not him. And this is hard if you're not in agreement with him. I get it. But, again, who do we serve and who are we going to talk about? Okay. You hear hear what I'm saying, right? Okay. It's important to try and develop agreement and then bring God into the discussion. You're not condoning what they say, but you're finding some sort of commonality in order for you to start talking about God in the Bible. 
So, look, this is, as I just said, this is so difficult because this is not how we're trained. We would like to say the border's a mess and the only one of the reasons, and that's only one of the reasons I don't like President Biden. However, that does not, as I mentioned, lead to a discussion about God. Here are some different questions that you might like to ask as you approach people. Hey, do you ever think about what happens when you die? I I use that a few times, especially on a plane trip. (laughs) Okay. Do you know what the word messianic means? That's good for Jewish people because many of them don't. Uh, Do you consider yourself a good person? A Baptist or Catholic would really enjoy that one. Um, Right? Many people think that heaven is our destination after death. What do you think? Do you think that you will go to heaven when you die? Or do you believe that Yeshua is the Jewish Messiah? Any of these and a zillions others could be conversation starters. You, but what you try and do is say something that will lead to more conversation not less, but make sure that you're prepared for possible issues when they answer, so you have to be prepared. This is part of your preparation. You have to study and be prepared. You have to be ready to name scriptures. You have to be ready to speak about this. Remember, our goal is to have a God conversation and for you to be prepared for it. Now, the second thing is our delivery. Our delivery is the manner or style of how we speak. Your delivery should include compassion, concern for others, especially those who are suffering like Colossians 3.12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself in tender compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So this is telling us how uh, what our delivery should be like. Or number two, have empathy, the ability to understand and feel what the other person is feeling. So Galatians 6.2 speaks to that, bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you fulfill the Torah of Messiah. I've been talking a lot about... Number three, find commonality. Find something to agree on. This is the most difficult thing because we want to correct the person. We want to teach them the truth. (laughs) Uh, Find something, no matter how small, to agree on and build the relationship and discuss from that agreement. And I have a number of examples, but I think we're going to run out of time here. So let me just say uh be back next week as we continue uh to look at sharing your faith if you're interested in taking the summer challenge i'm asking you to call our office because i will be supplying you with materials but you have to get on the app and the app is done by calling the office so the phone number is 813 831 Okay? 
And also, you can call us about times and and what our website is. It's shereshtavid.org for our congregation. Come visit on a Friday night or a Saturday, one of our four congregations. We love visitors. Again, for more information for all of those congregations, call 813-831-5673. And that's the way to support us as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and praise you that you give us the responsibility of sharing uh, our faith in you. And we ask, O Lord, that we would be anointed this week and that it would be on our heart to do this. And even if we don't do a good job, that it will motivate us to learn more and to do more in this area. So, Lord, I pray that you are our first priority and that we would grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And we pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.